Welcome to the Beachy Mundum Show, a ministry of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church in Newport News, Virginia. So did I tell you that uh, Father Nick, his first stop coming back from France was uh, France was uh, my house? Well, I guess what? he stopped at a couple places, yeah, really? to deliver me a croissant no, fresh he from did France. Not. He he delivered me three croissants, two from France. What happened to me? And one did you ask him for a croissant? I can't remember. Yeah, I asked him for a croissant. And not ask and you shall receive. Oh, yeah, I did, like even while out. he was there. So it was it was one of those uh Bible stories of if you don't give because out of the goodness of your heart you will give because they hound you and hound you and hound you and hound you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is how I had a successful career as a fundraiser. You just hound and hound and hound until they they relent. (laughs) (laughs) But for now, that's in the past. Was it successful? Uh, <laughs> that's a great question. I have no idea. <laughs> Mercy. So uh, that's yeah, bad. but so he brought back uh, two croissants, and actually, I'm sorry, he brought three. So he brought two from France, and he brought one from the hotel. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. And I'm back on the trampoline with my kids. Holy smokes! And then all if of a sudden, I was a Father feeler, this around. would really hurt my feelings. Why would it hurt your feelings? You didn't ask him a, for a I'm croissant. Not a, I'm not a feeler. I just said if, if I was a feeler, it does nothing. I'm not going to say I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm going to get you a croissant. Well, well, it does. It Tina, I feel feelings. like I feel like you're going to have to admonish Father Nick here. <laughs> I am going to admonish him. <laughs> you brought me candy. I did bring you candy. Yeah. But Anytime you need something, Father, I'm always taking care of I'll go back to France. Can I go back to France? Did you want a croissant? No, I'm kidding. No, you're serious. Yes. <laughs> you're really I can, hurt. I can see a little bit yeah, of hurt. Because we're all, like, we're all feelers. So we I all say have in the feelings. house, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> really? Fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Man, are we going to get a bunch of emails now saying why didn't Father I Nick? I think so, because I think oh, the small wow. group is listening. Wait, is this oh, being recorded? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hope yeah, not. No, we're recording. Yeah. This is this is the intro banter. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. We're talking you about. You got to make this cool. There's got to be a red light or something on the air. Oh heck no! We just start. This oh. is the best part. You know, we I need, need a red light. And we see. Yeah, well, we, we need a lot so of things. You, in the so studio. let me get the let me get the logistics of this correct. Right. You were the first stop when Father Nick got back from France. Yeah, because he, he was hounding me, and <laughs> <laughs> he came with three <laughs> as fresh as they could be croissants to your house. Yeah, yeah, like from twenty four hours. Well, like it was that same day. That's right. But like, of course, the, that the, the day was elongated because I was flying. <laughs> no, I got him. I got him in Paris, but. Um, the, the third one was cause it was so late when I got in, I, uh, so actually, uh, it was the next day, actually it was Saturday mm-hmm. when I gave them to you, but, uh, I had to stay at a hotel cause it was so late. I was driving down from Dulles airport and I, uh, I had to stay at a hotel in Fredericksburg and then they had croissants Stop. at the, you know, the little breakfast they had there. And I was like, well, I'll get, I'll get a, uh, like a comparison Oh, croissant. And yeah. I was going to do a thing where I was like, you have to guess which one. Yes. Oh, that's way too it easy. Was, it, it was, was obvious. Oh, the hotel croissant couldn't compare. I mean, it, it was, was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Like, it was actively not good. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the... the it's the, it, 
like I gave me it of this this numbing you were talking about on Sunday. Like we're so used to a bad croissant that we <laughs> yeah we ex- you know who has good croissants and I just got one the other day was is Lidl Lidl you know, oh, Lidl, 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 Lidl I like saying the word Lidl Lidl Lidl. <laughs> <laughs> I picture people that sounds in like I know, a right? Looney Tune or something. Little, little German little, outfits. Little. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's get rolling on the topic. Was it smaller though? Was the croissant smaller from from France? No. Oh, from here? No, no, uh, no that one. It was like it was like it, it was like big. It was bigger, and it was like uh, really, really so pale. So it was all about the show. Yeah, it was all show. I mean, come on, it's America. It's bigger, better, yeah. bland. Well, I shouldn't say blander. America's not blander, but it was bigger <laughs> and larger. Yeah, but, <laughs> not, but just not good. Yeah, yeah. it was not. Yeah, good. there, yeah. there was, was no cri- reason for it to be so big and large. Yeah, yeah. Why would they? Unless like, you had a lot of jam, and they should have made it very tiny and small to right. hide the fact right. that how right. terrible it was. So does it yeah, look the same in France? Just small. Uh, and no, there was there's a normal size. Yeah, I'm getting the picture. Yeah, that's France. Yellow it, because well, it was kind of like golden. The the one from France was, you know, it was like uh, baked to perfection. Whereas the other one, I think, was probably you like happy a with yourself. Yeah, it was it was amazing. <laughs> and father put it in the microwave, put a little bit of water on it, so it got kind of the original sweet. You only put back. it in for like ten or fifteen seconds. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been talking about croissants for five, almost yeah. five and a half minutes. Have we? Yeah. Okay, let's not Stop talk about croissants right now, anymore. We've got a we'll, time we'll crunch here. I know, right? So, all right. Well, welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Vici Mindem Show. And uh, in the room, we've got Father Nick, if you didn't already figure this out, Tina, and myself, Austin. And Hello. T- and today, we're going to talk about admonishing. So, one of the spiritual works of mercy is admonish the sinner. And I think this is one I can say for myself that uh, I... I don't know how to do it. I don't know that I know how to do it well. Uh, and I don't know exactly what it looks like. So I'm curious for your all's thoughts um, and just to start a conversation about admonishing the sinner well. Hmm. So do either of you have thoughts that come to mind when we talk about admonishing the sinner? I guess first here, let's start with this. Why do you think it's a spiritual work of mercy to admonish the sinner? I mean, if if somebody's like if somebody's on the path to hell, I think it's it's yeah. very merciful yeah. to to Go get them get back the lost. on yeah, get mm-hmm. them back on the right path, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so if 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 that means you say, hey, you're going down to hell, you know, get off that path. <laughs> yeah. Then then that's a work of mercy. I, to right, me, it right. makes complete that's sense right. that it would be a spiritual work of mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because it, it leads to death. So just like you would feed somebody who's hungry, you would, uh, you would try to, to go out and find the lost and bring them back. I think that for me, uh, when I hear you say that, a key component of it uh, would have to be, um, I would think, uh, relationship. So mm-hmm. there has to be some relationship there, don't you think, in uh, order yeah, to do this yeah. effectively or to do this this well, uh, just going out and about and admonishing people who are, <laughs> you know, uh, on the road to hell uh, probably wouldn't be as impactful if it didn't come from I a, completely a, agree a, with a that. You know, and you have that, you know, you have the image of, you know, when you go to, uh, you know, if you go to certain, um, you know, public events, there'll be certain people who are yelling, you know, you are going to hell. And blah, blah. Yeah. it's like, you know, you're not really doing any good here right. because you might be doing some good, maybe, but it's not nearly as effective as if you were to get to know the person right. and love them 
and then you know then when when it comes up and when when the time is right to mm-hmm. to have a tough conversation yeah you know but to just kind of stand on a soapbox and start yelling at people right and, right right or even even if you don't know them i mean even if you even if you do it in a nice way but you don't know them at all it's like you got to have some sort of relationship you know? right right um you know in the confessional uh, you know, I, you know. I, for example, I, I can't say too much, but I can say that you know I don't know the, a lot of the people who come in, and yet it's kind of one of these situations where I have to be able to you know give you know the, the right calls for giving counsel. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, very often that that has to be some form of admonishment. You know. Right. So right. Uh, I've never really, you know, I've never had thought of it in terms of that word admonishment. But I, I, th- I mean. That's sort of what's coming to me now. That it must be a form of admonishment sometimes. But my relationship is his father. You yeah, know, his yeah, father. For sure. I mean, this is really one of the ways that uh, the priest takes on that role of father, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then Christ is you know mm-hmm. speaking through me. And a lot of times, you know, uh, you know, I've I've said this before, but when 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 somebody sometimes people say stuff to me in the confessional, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to say. I don't know, and so I say, Holy Spirit. Just yeah. help me, give me the words, because I yeah. don't know. And then I'll start talking, and you know, it might be an admonishment, it might be something else. And then they're like, "Oh my gosh, Father, thank you so much." Not like, but that—that's the Holy Spirit. It's like it wasn't me; it was the Holy right. Spirit. But um, so, the, I mean, again, that leads again to the fact that it's a spiritual work of mercy. The Spirit mm. guides yeah. guides the words sometimes. Yeah. And, and, and if it's done, if it's done with an agenda, mm-hmm. or with, right. you know, that's forced, that's not the agenda necessarily of God, but one's own agenda. Then it may not become a, it may not be a not spiritual work, mm-hmm. a spiritual work of mercy that bears fruit. It's mm-hmm. because it's you know it's it's instead of it being a spiritual work of mercy, it's a it's a Nick work of mercy, and it's not right. It's not know, merciful at all. Yeah, because Nick ain't merciful, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but God is. The Holy Spirit is. I wasn't going there. <laughs> he said it. Yeah, I wasn't going there, but I was thinking when when you use the word. Uh, uh, Father Nick, I, I I input in my mind anybody. You could put Tina in there, mm-hmm. uh, Austin yeah. in there. Uh, it, left to ourselves, it's not necessarily a work of mercy, and it's not showing mercy. Yeah. Um, notice I didn't say Father Nick. Were, yeah. I said Nick when you know. But when I take right. on when we, but right. you know, well, but I if, would not call you Nick. But so if, I if Tina, <laughs> if Tina the mother. If Tina, yes. the mother, has yes. something to say to her daughter yes. to yes. to correct her, then that's within you. Know, so there has to be a relationship, sure. and so the relationship is is kind of really key, you know. And it's not just just some Joe schmo who's talking right. to you, you know. Right? How would you describe admonishment, Father? I think sometimes when I hear the word, uh, just out of context, I think like sometimes some negative thoughts come, like like. As if like it's a kind scolding of like, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a scolding, yeah, yeah. stern disciplining. Stern, yeah, I would think yeah. that too. Yeah. Kind of harsh I mean, words. it definitely right. implies yeah. that. It definitely implies that that could be part of it. But I mean, but we also have the, the you could say you have gentle admonishment, you know? And, and so, you know, I, at least when it comes to the sacrament of, of reconciliation, you know, then, you know, and, I, and even, you know, I, in this context, let's use the words the, the term sacrament of penance because mm-hmm. the penance is, in a way, it's a, a form of a form of you know, correction, you know. Sure. And, but it, it, but there has to be a gentleness to it, you know. It has to be doable, uh, and the way you the way you say it has to be gentle, you know. It can't be. Um, but the thing is, a lot of it. 
a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're all different. And so some people mm-hmm. are very, very much wounded. Mm-hmm. And so if you come at them, you know, really hard with, with some uh, uh, tough admonishment, that may just rip open the wound. You know, right, when it needs right. to be, maybe the wound needs to be gently dressed, you know, cleansed first and then dress the wound in a gentle way. Um, you know, but if, if other people, other people may not have quite the woundedness and they may just be, you know, they're just fine and they, they just need to hear the blunt truth and be done with it. You know, and they, yeah. you know, I never thought of that father, you know, like, great. Okay. No, I'll, I'll take that. You know? Yeah. So that, it just sort of depend, personality and, and life experience. Woundedness has a lot to mm. do with how, how you would admonish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I think of uh, my closest friends in life, they're usually the people who are most willing to admonish me. Um, and I value their relationship very much. My, uh, probably still to this day, one of my closest friends is a friend from high school. Um, and we've just always stayed in touch, even though he lives far away. Um, and, you know, we'll go a year without talking, then talk, and it's like we pick right up. But um, he admonished both Claire and I very early in our marriage, just, you know, like why we're getting married and you know, uh, if we're if we're planning on having kids and when we're planning on having kids and and asked and suggested like, hey, maybe you should try uh, something a little different than what we had in mind. Um, and at first we both were a little bit shocked, but it changed the trajectory of our whole marriage in a very positive way. Um, and I think that that admonishment yeah. was uh, was extremely helpful like mm-hmm. that to me. That's that's a good basis for a for a good friendship um, is, uh, is somebody who will, who, who will tell me, Austin, Uh maybe you should think about something a little bit differently. Right. And I think that, I think that that's why it's key, uh, that there be some relationship because the idea behind, uh, uh, this particular work of mercy would to bring back, um, bring back the, the sinner or to, to have someone turn, you know, turn their, their life around. And so there has to, in order to, uh, admonish somebody and uh, speak the truth to them about their life. There has to be some relationship where the person can say, uh, can reflect, uh, hear the words, and know that the other knows them or knows something about them. If uh, the if if somebody's admonishing me and they don't know me, it's it's real easy for me to say, "You don't know me." Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, who you are you? Who are say, you? Yeah. And uh, to sort of hide behind, uh, because you know what? Maybe I don't know you. Number one, and I could be admonishing you for something that I'm projecting onto you from mm. my own life. Um, but the other thing is, um, uh, maybe maybe there's truth to it. But if we have no relationship, you can hide in that and say you don't know me. And uh, none of those things uh, are the facts. So I think that's why, because there's such a truth-telling in, uh, in this, uh, that there's a relationship so that one uh, trusts, you know, is in a place of trust of what the other's saying. Yeah. Receptive to it, to, mm-hmm. to make a change in their life. You know, one of the best parts of seminary was the fact that um, fraternal correction uh, happened all the time. Like, like we felt we were encouraged to, you know, to to correct each other uh-huh. and it, there was just this kind of understanding that that's part of what formation to the priesthood has to be all about is this fraternal correction 
And it's funny you said you don't know me. That became like my little theme song. Yeah. At the at last, like my last year, I just got the best theme song. You don't even know me. That's like because people were like telling me something. Like, you don't know me. Even. You don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, they did know me. That was right, the problem. Right, right. Right. So my little song was my escape mechanism. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't even know. Me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that brings up a good point, and that is uh, when when we are admonished, I think sometimes it can be hard to receive it. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I, I do think it's, it's important. Do y'all have just, uh, besides the theme song, father, what are some ways that, <laughs> that, that you would deal with? This. Yeah. Deal with, with admonishment. I mean, it really requires like, you know, eating humble pie, you know, mm-hmm. it really, cause we so often, you know, especially in seminary, but yeah, out in life, you know, we, we kind of build ourselves up. You know, sure. and I think we build ourselves up out of maybe it's a way of self-preservation because we really know how insecure we are. Right. Mm. So we build ourselves up, we build up our pride, and then somebody comes and deflates that. Mm. So now you're like coming face to face with a reality. So you can respond to that very defensively, you know, like, no, you don't know me. Shut up. You yeah. don't know me. You know, um, <laughs> you don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. That's how it goes. <laughs> or, or, um, or you can be like, okay, well, yeah, that's tough to hear, uh, but you know, I'll pray about it. Mm-hmm. And then well, that's what you do. You, you take it to the Blessed Sacrament Chapel and you pray about it. Mm-hmm. And usually there is more than just an element of truth to it. Very often mm-hmm. it's very much true. And maybe we're completely blindsided, but now we're not blind right, anymore right, in, that, right. in that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's... You know, you know, for so for six years in seminary, you know, we're we're going through that, you know, and so by the end of it, you the priest really, you know, by the, the the priest really needs to be, or the the new priest needs to be very self aware, and if they're not, then they were probably hiding under the rock, just saying, "You don't know me," and mm-hmm. and uh, but you know, how do you respond? You take it to prayer, mm. take it to prayer. Yeah, I I like that a lot too because it's. Uh, I think that when we hear something we don't like, sometimes there's a, a reaction that we want to have, you know, like whether it's a, a song like that or whether it's yelling or just annoyance and like running away from it. Um, and I, I like that you said take it to prayer because there's there's also kind of a patience I think we have to have when we hear it in a in a wrestling, you know, with mm-hmm. it. Like, is this true? Is this not true? I even find sometimes... Uh, after I've wrestled for a little bit and I'm feeling a bit more peaceful, even talking to somebody that I know and love and trust, you know, like my wife and say, Hey, somebody, somebody said this and I'm curious for your perspective. And I'm, I think I'm ready to hear, you know, if, if you see that there's some truth to this or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go ahead. Now, so there's, I also want to make a, make a distinction between um, admonishing somebody for sinfulness and admonishing somebody for just kind of like personality quirks mm, and all that. Oh, that's yeah. a good so, distinction. Yeah. Now, in the seminary, we kind of have to open ourselves up to both, okay? Because priests are going to be out in the world dealing with people and the weird things that they do or the mm-hmm. you know their little uh, idiosyncrasies are going to be inflicted upon people. Uh, and so those need to be kind of... Smoothed out as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Spouses help with this. I, I was thinking that. I was thinking that this naturally occurs within a family yeah, setting. Right, and yeah, so exactly. when you go out and about, people know how they should be acting out and about. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then, but then it takes on a new gravity when when we're talking about sin. Okay. Certainly. So, 
So if it's actual sin, yeah. then it becomes much more important uh, than just like the personality quirks. Or, or And I would think it would be more difficult because, I mean, you know, it's one thing to admonish the sinner who sort of wants to make a new way, right? Yeah, Somebody yeah. who's looking to, like, let's say I go to reconciliation and I hate to use the word admonish because, you know, that really it isn't that uh, strong of a word to use in reconciliation. But if I want to change and somebody's uh, offering something to me, some truth, uh, then 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 I respond a certain way. Uh, yeah. It's difficult, but I'm open to that. Uh, but if I'm somebody who's uh, who's on the road to hell, as we were speaking about earlier, and, and a loved one uh, steps in and, and tries to enter into that and, and uh, put me back on the right road, so to speak, uh, there's going to be a certain level of, of number one, denial, but number two, uh, maybe I like the path that I'm on. Maybe yeah. I don't see any reason why this would lead to hell. And so, um, so there's, there's something about, um, uh, you know, admonishing somebody and what, what is the end goal for that and, and what are sort of the steps that one takes mm-hmm. if somebody isn't on the yeah, there, there's a sort of, I mean, there is sort of a, it's either, hopefully it's a good, but it could be a bad presumption on the part of the admonisher that they are in a position to admonish and that, they right. are, that they're right, that That's their admonishment's right. correct. I mean, we have to, there's a presumption that what I'm saying is true. Uh, well, hopefully, but you right. know, maybe not, right. you know, so... You know, that, that's really... And is this for everybody? <laughs> I mean, is it admonishing for everybody? Well, I think... Ooh, uh, I don't know I what mean, you think, well, I think, Well, I think there's a, just the, the question that's kind of coming to mind that maybe will help us wrestle with this more, because I don't have an answer to that, but is the parable of the, uh, the splinter in the eye and the plank in the eye, oh, yeah. know, which is almost seems like against admonishment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, though mm-hmm, I don't think mm-hmm. it is because it says... First, no, no. take the plank Absolutely. out of your own you are eye. Right. That's and, then and that take, was right? the that's the road I was leading yeah. to. No, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah. that was the road I was leading to. I know that there's one that there is a um, uh, I don't know what to a say progression of it or something. yeah, there yeah. is. Uh, it's not uh, just everybody is uh, is admonishing, but you do. You have to. That stipulation is there. You do mm-hmm. have to have the your own eye clean in order to yeah. see through it. No, and I think anybody anybody who can see truth yeah. should be able to be able to admonish. Right. Um, but yeah, take care of yourself, you know, mm-hmm. first. But just because you're a sinner and you're, you're wrong doesn't mean you can't speak. But you have to know that if you if you do admonish, then you're kind of you're you're losing a bit of credit. You're coming from a place of less credibility. Sure, certainly. Um, and this is why you know and less effectiveness. I would think. <clears throat> yeah, it's I would like say a parent so. who says uh, tells their kid they have to eat all their vegetables, but they're not going to do it. Yeah, you know. I mean, they're speaking okay. the truth. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you do have to eat it. It's for your health, but you know your your actions belie your your rhetoric. That's right. <laughs> you know, and this is where you know holiness is really important on the part of priests, on part of everybody. You know, because you do lose your uh, any good standing uh, to admonish if if you yourself are able to live, you know, mm-hmm. walk the walk. You know. Well, and sometimes I, I think there's probably a good uh, there's a learning process too. If we have the plank in our eye and we do admonish somebody else, and they turn right around and say, "Have you looked at your own self?" Recently, I mean, it's like mutual admonishment. Why were you there. looking at me when you said that? <laughs> you just happened to be sitting across from me, Father. 
But you know what I mean? Like it's it can be that there's a good because I've done that before, and it's a very good learning process to then like to enter into self reflection that I yeah. haven't before. Certainly, because sometimes you look at somebody and then you realize what really annoys me about them is what no- annoys me about myself. Uh-huh. You know? Oh, oh, yeah. So that leads to like <laughs> a sure. really good self reflection there. That's true. Let's try and rip this one out of my own eye first. <laughs> Yeah, no, and it's tough, you know. How do you how do you do it though? That I mean, to me, yeah. I think like we're getting at like that you do it that you need to, that needs to be done. But like like literally, like how do you go about telling somebody that you know they're all head in the hell, they're all messed up, that they're all whatever, you know that uh, that to me is kind of a tough thing, a, you know. Yeah. Well, it, it seems almost like a. Um, it's it's a. I think it's one of those works of mercy that's rare. To happen, mm-hmm. well, but I think um, maybe some of our culture plays into that too, because we we hold being nice to each other in very high regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever you mm-hmm. do, don't offend anybody. Yeah, you know? niceness is the virtue, like yes. the uh, jour. You know, it's yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's not actually a virtue for all of our listeners. And, no, no. But, but it's it, a but it it's like a secular virtue. You could almost yeah, say like that. Yeah, Ni- being nice, not offending. Yeah, you know all of that. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have to take a risk at not uh, yeah. p- uh, p- possibly offending somebody. Um, but how, like, how do you do what, what are the work? No, do, like, so do you, like, I don't know if you're admonishing, uh, and I guess it depends on who you're admonishing, right. your kids or a friend or somebody, you know, like for me and somebody in the confessional, like, you know, you know, do you spe- start with something kind and nice and then, you know, so, but you know, there's one little thing, you know. That you might want to work on, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, well, yeah, that kind of makes you think of when I when I proof people's papers. Uh-huh. Uh, um, you know, I, I studied writing in different ways, and so if somebody writes a paper and I have a lot of edits to it, and then I turn around and all they see is red, and I go, "Look, you really got your grammar messed up. You got this messed up. We got to fix this." Like the dejected look on their faces is like. You know, oh, that was my evident. favorite. When I was a teacher, I <laughs> used to love favorite. getting out the red mark, the red pen, and just <laughs> slashing their yeah, right, the, yeah, all over the left and right. It's like a bloody mess. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but what's great is when you when you start and you say like, you know, I really liked uh, the message you were trying to convey. I really like, you know, whatever it is, and then you come back behind and say, you know, I think we could make an even clearer case, mm-hmm. and just to kind of reinforce what. The approach you were talking about, Father, that there's... Because here's the fact is, nobody is pure evil. Right? No. Nobody is pure evil. And so if, if you recognize that fact, there's some good in them. Right. Yeah. And so if it's, it will always be beneficial to acknowledge the truth of the goodness that's inside mm-hmm. of them and, and where they are doing good yeah. things, you know? And then that gives you an ability to, to maybe talk about some areas where they, they need to be better. Right. And I think that um, because this is, uh, this is so relational, I think that in our lives we have people that we're very close to. And over time we sort of know uh, what they respond to and what they don't respond to, mm-hmm. things that they like, things that they don't like, ways people communicate that sort of get them keyed up and ways that, com- that people communicate that helps them to relax. And so, <clears throat> again, I think, um, uh, like, if I even think of just my children, each of them are very different. I communicate to them each very differently um, based on their personalities um, and uh, how, uh, whether they're uh, more closed, open, whatever the case may be. And so I think, uh, again, this is uh, relational. And so the way we approach somebody 
um, should should always be in the manner that um, helps them to uh, keep their dignity, uh, remain uh, at peace as much as possible, and uh, responds uh, or, or re- speaks to them uh, in a way that uh, is best for them, that means something to them that, that they would like yeah. to be spoken mm-hmm. to. Yeah, yeah. And that means you got to know them. Yeah. So you got to yeah. be able to yeah. step into their shoes and see yes. how would they take this, you know? Right. You know, and kind of like really empathize with them and, yes. and kind of understand their their situation, their circumstances, and or else you you really can do damage. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think it's it's also uh, to bring up another point about it that um, that how we behave around or act around these people after we admonish them kind of can also give us some insights into our motive of admonishing. You know, oh, explain. So if I were to um, admonish you, Father Nick, because I saw something, you know, and then I were to go up into my office and say, "Hey, Ken, let me tell you what I had to tell Father Nick." Like, will you believe this? That uh-huh. he was doing this, and then next time I see you, I'm yeah, looking for it again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that 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 is a pretty clear indication that I don't. I was not admonishing you with the correct intention, yeah. though it may have been correct. My intent uh, was to maybe put you down or make maybe make myself feel better. You know, mm-hmm. it's especially not, if you're going around talking about it. To yeah. People. yeah, is this? Did you do this? This is terrible. No, I didn't. Stuff. Do that. Uh, have uh, I ever uh, admonished you? I just talked uh, about how you brought me a croissant. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might I, do some. I think you have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Italian I'm allowed to admonish style admonishing. I, yeah, I, I think you might have admonished me at one point. I think I think one time maybe. Did I admonish you? Maybe. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm probably going to pull some planks out. <laughs> no, but then uh, what would be like a what would be the good kind of admonishing in that in that scenario? Well, I think of uh, in that scenario, like with my kids, um, uh-huh. that uh, I have to admonish them often as part of child rearing discipline um but very shortly after you know like the 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 lesson has been taught whatever admonishment took place and then there's reconciliation and it's you know i'm and i what i usually do is i love you Uh, that's what i tell them uh after they've cried or whatever i say hey uh josie gabe whoever it is i love you i love you very much i hope you know that and then it's it's like it never happened you Hmm. know and i might even tell them i forgive you if it was towards me that they did something um, and then, and then we just keep moving. Uh, and it's, you know, it, it, it's a special parenting mm-hmm. grace, I think, where it actually just leaves my memory. Um, probably like many priests I hear having a confessional, it's just poof, gone. Uh, yeah. but <clears throat> there's so many that follow. <laughs> yeah. That's probably really what it is. <laughs> no, so, so it's just constant. So, I mean, it's easier to talk about kids. Who can kids, keep this but, stuff yeah. in their mind? Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're so nice afterwards, you say, I love you and all that, do they end up? But they still learn the lesson, right? And they, they are they're good to go. You know, they don't go. You know, you know that's interesting. I think that a good admonishment, uh, irregardless of how um, how joyful the exchange afterwards, always sticks. Hmm. I don't think you can erase that that mm-hmm. feeling of that's oh, true. I've done something wrong. An acknowledgement. So it kind of has so to a hurt good, a little bit. A, a good acknowledgement gets the person to recognize this is not right. Uh huh. And um, and that hurts. That always hurts, right? Yeah. When we find ourselves with blood on our hands and we're like, "Dear yeah. God, how did this happen?" You know. <laughs> and that's sort of like a, that. a morbid sort of tale. Tina, so, so our listeners know, know I do not raise my children the same way Tina does, apparently. <laughs> 
no, and I, and I wasn't talking about the admonishing part. I'm just talking. You're at a crime scene thinking, how did oh, I get here? Do you know okay. what I'm saying? And by crime, I mean sin. And you can so, substitute anything for So what you're saying head. is to be admonished necessitates some, like it has to hurt a little bit. Yes, Probably, I would right? think mm. if the truth is received, of course it hurts. It always yeah. hurts us to know that we've turned from the Father, yeah. doesn't it? We're like, yeah. ah, how did I do that? How did I get so far uh, from where I'm supposed to be? And uh, and so even if the Father comes back and loves us and throws a big feast, yeah. like he did this weekend, <laughs> throws mm-hmm. a big feast, um, that doesn't erase the lesson we learned. Yeah. Right, you know, right. Unless, of course... Um, you know, we know this through the Israel, Israelites' travels. <laughs> we find ourselves little bit by little bit by little bit heading leaving back again. down. Yeah, yeah leaving yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we are, we've passed, just passed about 30 minutes. Wow. So any, any closing thoughts on admonishment? Before? Mm. Don't be afraid to do it. You know, I think that's, I think that's the big thing. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, you know, we're, we're just wired in our society now to just, not offend, and mm-hmm. you know James in the in, in the, the uh, says in, in, in his letter, um, you know one who brings back a sinner that that will cancel a multitude of sins of your own sins. You know, yeah, so, that's good. so there, there's there's great. It's it's good for the person, but it's also good for you for your own. You know, uh, the state of your soul to to help another to return back to the Lord, and so. You know, so don't be afraid to do it, and there, it will it will help you. And it doesn't mean you're going to, you know, any of us can do it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but trust that it's not really you who's doing it. Christ is using you to as an instrument. You know, and mm. if you do it in a prayerful way, then you become an instrument of God. And then, then what you provide is just the means for God to do His work on earth. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know, let that happen. Mercy. So. Yeah, I, that's great, Father. Thank you. And I might even just add to it also that after the uh, admonishment, and I've heard you say this, Tina, before, is that at the end of the day, I just reconcile everything with Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. just give it to his sacred heart. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that's been helpful for me to think about, too, if I have admonished in that day, mm-hmm. because I find I get like spiritually attacked that, oh, you did that wrong. You really hurt this person. Right. You destroyed yeah. them. Right. And, right. You know, to just you? say, you yeah. know what? It's in the past. Lord Jesus, please protect them from mm-hmm. the hurt that I may have caused right. and just let them from hear you. From my own humanity, you know? certainly. Try to that's that's a great thought, yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks, Father. So okay. go admonish sinners, everybody. Get out there. Awesome. Get out, Stop it. Get out your flogging. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good topic. It certainly is not one that I think is popular in our day and age, but uh, I thank you, Father and Tina. This was fun. So until next time, Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Pray, pray for us. us. God bless you all. Thanks again for tuning in. We would love for you to join the conversation that we started by sending us an email at vichimundum1633 at gmail.com or by connecting with us on Facebook and or Instagram. And while we love doing these podcasts, we really love hearing from and starting relationships with you even more. I also want to extend an invitation to you that if you like these shows and would like to see more produced by our parish, please feel free to support what we're doing. You can go to Our Lady of Mount Carmel's website and give online by designating your donation to Vichimundum. Monthly gifts are especially helpful. Finally, as a reminder, the views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the presenters alone, and they do not necessarily reflect the views of Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church or the Catholic Diocese of Richmond. God
God bless you. We look forward to talking with you soon.